Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What. I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of TV and entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi, update. What have I been up to? Hmm, everything and nothing at the same damn time. I'm still living my best life while also in the house all the time and watching copious amounts of TV. So, last month, your girl made her return back to TV, and I can't lie, y'all, it felt amazing. So, I did a Valentine's Day segment with my bestie T on Fox 5, and um, we talked about all things Galentine's, so how to have a dope celebration with your girls, which we do anyway, but just a little more so for the occasion. Um, Valentine's Day is February 13th. This is the day before actual Valentine's Day. But while we were at the studio, mm, we met some handsome men of the show Double Cross, (laughs) which I hadn't heard of the show, but it's the series on uh, Watch All Black. And it includes Ty Mac. Um, If you don't know who Ty Mac is by his government's name, he is also known as Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon. Um, He was a heartthrob of many, many, many young girls back in the day. And now he is a grown ass man. Um, But it was nice to meet him and some of his castmates. uh, Apparently, the one that we met in particular was Tatted Up Girl. He's a uh, stripper or something on the show. I've not actually seen the show, although I am going to check it out. Um, They were there just doing promo for the show. It's not a new show, though. When I looked it up, they already had a, a few seasons in, so... I'll have to check it out. Uh, But we took a really, really dope picture that I've posted to Instagram. They were cute, though. Anyway, uh, oh, more importantly, about this show, on top of the handsome uh, cast, um, the show is actually written by a black woman, and she's from the DMV area. So that was part of the reason why they were in our area in particular. All right, moving on. So I finally got me a therapist, and she's perfect for me. Um, I'm so happy to check that off my list. Um... She's officially stuck with me. I feel like I've been looking for a really long time. Uh, What else has been going on? Oh, I gave the craft room a glow up. Uh, I'm in here most of the day, at least five days out of the week. So I'm constantly trying to get it right. So y'all know I work from home permanently. Um, So I wanted a particular looking vibe. I'm always looking for a particular looking vibe. But I'm definitely... A more is more type of person when it comes to like my personal design space. Um, the room right now, it's a whole ass vibe and I love it. Now, I always love it, but um, loving it doesn't mean that it won't change again. It won't change anytime soon. This one didn't even last a year since I made the last change. So <laughs> um, I remodeled it December of 2021 and then it went through some small iterations before I finally did an overhaul in December and finished it up in January of this year. So um, I went to work, work on this room. I'm talking sanding the walls, filling holes, spackling, and then painting. So the accent wall, which was white with black stripes on it, freehand painted stripes, Um, is now solidly black. And that took some work and lots of coats of paint. So 
It also required an absurd amount of math to get the gallery wall perfectly spaced. Uh, my resident engineer, also known as Babe, um, definitely helped bring my vision <laughs> to life. Uh, he begrudgingly entertains me, um, but it looks spectacular. And what I had, I po- so I posted that initial makeover. What I did in post was the makeover to the closet. I'll have to do that because I totally redid the closet. The previous iteration had it as an office. But uh, sis needed more space, so um, I changed things up, and now it's in my store sneakers because I ran out of space in my master closet. So <laughs> uh, we also did some renovation in our living room, which I'm still obsessing over months later. Um, and we got a deck. So I got social plans for this spring and summer. I'm just waiting on the warm weather so I could take full advantage of that. So I posted some bomb transformations of the living room. So we had this massive ass wall and in the middle of it was our fireplace. And then we had a TV mounted over top of it, but it was such a huge wall. Like it would take a lot to actually decorate. So I wanted some custom built-ins and they are sheer perfection. So I've linked them in the description so you could go look. And I also linked uh, the deck. It's nice. Uh, I like to take Jersey out there and play ball and just soak up some sun. So I look forward to uh, inviting the girls over and really celebrating up there or out there, I should say. Um, I'm still in my, my sneaker era. So our sneaker of the week is a Nike Air Jordan 1 white cement, also known as an elephant print, which I'm obsessing over. I think I wore them at least four times this week, which I never with my sneakers. Um, they dropped at the end of February in the UK. And so I grabbed a pair from me and babe, and then they drop here in the US on May 6th. So, so far into 2023, I am six pairs of sneakers in, which isn't terrible. Last year, I bought a total of 29 sneakers. So, all right, y'all, that's it for your Mimi update. Okay, let's get into some pop culture. Ooh, there's some things going on. So let's start with Michael B. Jordan and Creed 3. He, oh, I've been swooning over him since The Wire. All right, so let's start. Well, he got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame about a week or so ago, and he was looking just as handsome as ever. Uh, His latest co-star, Jonathan Majors, was up there to celebrate, so he is his counterpart in Creed III, and uh, movie director Ryan Coogler uh, was also up there with him. Now, Ryan did the first Creed. He did Black Panther, Fruitvale Station, and lots of others. Um... Michael B. Jordan is firmly in his season. Like, he is killing it. So, three uh, Creed 3 came out last week and crushed the box office and no doubtedly will also crush it this weekend too. So, it opened with $58.6 million domestically, which is uh, $100 million worldwide. Now, this was also his directorial debut. So, for this to be your first debut and you killed it, on top of the fact this is the third iteration in the series, like you ain't even start with something fresh. That's dope as hell. Like it did better than all of the previous openings. Okay, so domestically, he did 58.6 million for Creed 3. Creed 2 opened at 35.5 million, and the first Creed opened up at 29.6 million. Y'all, that's a big goddamn difference. He killed that. He absolutely killed it. So I told you the first Creed was directed by uh, Ryan Coogler, 
which if you don't know, Ryan is a black guy. And then Creed II was directed by Stephen Capel Jr., who is also a black man. So super dope. I love that. Um, so Creed Three is also now the biggest domestic opening for a sports film ever. Come on, black man. Um, I have not seen Creed Three. I'll see it. I probably will not see it in the theaters, though. Um, I'll wait till it's no longer in the theater. I love Michael B. Jordan, but um, Creed isn't necessarily at the top of my list. But you know what is? If you have not seen his Calvin Klein underwear ad, you are doing yourself a disservice. Go on over to Calvin Klein on Instagram and get all of the tea. Now, if you follow me as you should, then you know I reposted it in my stories. But he was doing his thing. All right. So everybody knows that the Chris Rock special was last weekend. It was last Saturday. I was out living my best life celebrating a friend. Shout out to Lenny uh, having dinner while this was going on. So Chris Rock and Netflix made history with their first live streaming event on their platform. So um, it's it's wild to me to think that this is the first live event Netflix has ever done because they've been along, around for a long time, a long, long time. Like when you were mailing CDs or DVDs back and forth to um see what you wanted to see before, you know, they were a live streaming service. So um, his comedy special, which I'm sure you've heard everything about by now, was titled Chris Rock Selective Outrage. Um, I watched it. I didn't watch live. I told you I was out living my best life. Um, I think I chuckled once, maybe even twice, but I'm sure that was it. Uh, I don't dislike Chris Rock, but I wouldn't say that I'm a fan either. I've watched several of his movies, enjoyed some of them more than others. Um, and I've even watched some of his other comedy specials. Um, but this one felt personal. And in, in one regard, it felt very personal. Obviously, he touched on the Will Smith thing, so that was personal. But even the other stuff that he talked about felt real personal and out of touch in another regard. These were first world problems. Now, I understand as a comedian, you're talking about your life and that's what makes it funny. But he's so rich that there are no struggles, essentially. <laughs> um, he definitely has something to prove a year later, um, but I wasn't amused. Um, it was recorded live in Baltimore, which isn't my city, but definitely in my state. Um, the location was a bit random. When I found out it was there, I was like, uh, why here, though? I mean, no, no tea, no shade, but, but why here? Like it just didn't make sense. He not from here or anything. Um, I've since seen people suggest that he did it because Jada Pinkett Smith is in fact from Baltimore. I don't know if that's true or not. If so, that's corny as fuck. But, um, I hope there is a connection, another connection that I'm just unaware of. Um, so after I watched it all, I only had one question and that was really, what did Jada Pinkett Smith do to him? <laughs> like, was he interested in her? She turned him down for Will, like something. Because the Oscars wasn't the first time he came for her. And his rage against her comes across as bitter, as if she has hurt him <laughs> in a way that we just aren't familiar. He says she started it, uh, but we haven't seen anything that suggests she started it. He mentioned her asking him not to do an award show or whatever, but that's not a personal attack on you. She was trying to support her husband, but it screams who hurt you. And I feel like it's a bit misguided, but whatever. I'm sure some people loved it. I saw a lot of people absolutely hate it too. Um, but that is that. 
All right, moving on into some more exciting and holiday festive, even though I know calm your tits, it's March, but we're going to talk about it. So my favorite, my favorite lifetime movie series is Merry Little Christmas. Essentially, Merry Little Christmas stars Kelly Rowland, who I adore. Like y'all stand for Beyonce? That's Kelly for me. So she just announced two days ago that we are getting another one. I can't wait. So this time we're getting Merry Little Christmas Vacation. You got to wait till Christmas because Merry Little Christmas Vacation. Um, I can't wait for the marathon leading up to the the new movie. So they do a lot of marathons for this series. And for me, it's the best way to indulge. Um, So this is number four. It started with Merry Little Christmas. And then we went to Merry Little Christmas Wedding. And then a Merry Little Christmas Baby. And now a Merry Little Christmas Vacation. Do your thing, Kelly. I can't wait. I'm going to be tuned in and we're going to talk about it. All right. Let's talk about Uncoupled. So Uncoupled was a Netflix series I told y'all about way back when. And it starred Tisha Campbell and Neil Patrick Harris. I enjoyed the series. I laughed start to finish. Um, Neil Patrick Harris in real life and on the show was a gay guy. And just the way the series played out with him and his boyfriend was comedy goal so I was rooting for a second season and then Netflix was like nah I'll pass and then I was so sad but then Showtime entered the chat and was like oh hell yes we'll give you a second season I can't wait now first of all this is a big damn deal um a lot of times net other networks don't come in and pick up a show but they did for this one and I'm excited so um there's no anticipated uh release date of when that second season will come but I'll keep an eye on it and I'm super excited about it. All right, moving on to, this is one of my favorite old balls. Oh my gosh, Delroy Lindo. So he is one of my favorite old men um, from way back in the day. He's probably like my parents' age. (laughs) He and Kerry Washington are about to be my new favorite daddy-daughter duo on TV. Um, They're starting a new comedy on Hulu, which actually dropped today. So I'll be watching it over the weekend and then we could talk about it. Um, The series is inspired by the life of the creator of the show, which is Tracy McMillan. And Carrie Washington plays uh, Paige. And Paige is a therapist that loves Instagram. And she got a teenage son named Finn. So she is always posting to Instagram. And then there's Delroy, who plays Edwin, who is her father. Her father, who was coming home from a 17-year prison sentence. Mm. (laughs) Pause for reaction. And on top of that, oh, her daddy moves in with her and a son. Y'all, on the little advertisement for the show, it says when your daddy issues move in. I thought that shit was funny. So it is an eight episode comedy. It's called Unprisoned and it drops today. So once you hear about it uh, from me, you can go and watch and check it out so we could talk about it. (sighs) All right. Last, but certainly not least, let's talk about our good sis, Kiki Palmer. So Kiki is a mommy. Um, She has long been sharing um, about her journey. Well, not long. It felt long, but really it wasn't. So uh, people reacted to her initial announcement back in December. So she was on, she was hosting SNL and uh, she did a Beyonce on us and opened up her jacket and she had a whole belly. Here's the thing. People reacted as if she was still Akila from Akila and the Bee, you know, like a little girl. But Kiki is a 29 year old grown, grown, grown woman. 
Um, I think she is absolutely hilarious. Um, I love to look at her Instagram videos because she is freely being her unapologetically. She does like skits and silly stuff and she's just funny. Um, I love that she also kept this close to the chest, especially because everybody will pee on a stick and immediately tell you they pregnant child. And that's just too much. Um, but she waited till she was damn near at the end of her pregnancy before she decided to share that with the world. So I love that she had all of those moments with her boyfriend and her family before the world even knew. So she and her boyfriend, Darius Jackson, welcomed son Leotis Andrelton Jackson to the world on February 25th. <laughs> and then two days later on Instagram. Now, I'm not going to lie, y'all. Some of the comments I read under the social media posts about this baby's name had me dying laughing. Some of them was like, oh, that baby is a mechanic. <laughs> that baby has been through some things. Like, that's an old school name. So someone tweeted that the name sounded like it led civil rights marches, <laughs> to which Kiki, Kiki responded with, it's given up march with Martin Luther King Jr. So, uh... <laughs> Oh, God. In Kiki's announcement, she said, born during Black History Month with a name to match and a laughing emoji. Now, at that time, we didn't know what his name was. But if she likes it, I love it. That's her baby name. They've already nicknamed him Leo, which is fitting because Kiki is not her government name either. Her birth name is Lauren. So there is that. Um, he is absolutely adorable, though. So that's it for your pop culture. Okay, let's get into what Mimi is watching. So... Mimi has watched a lot, but I'll say one of my favorite, favorite thing, favorite things that I watched was the season two of Harlem. Oh, y'all. They took us on a journey. It was a magical ride, though. And if they, the ladies feel like like your real friends, <laughs> they're so wild. They're so different from one another. Um, but this season, it was nice to see their growth from the first season. Uh, they gave us eight episodes <laughs> And although they wrapped it up nicely, I feel like they owe us two more episodes because 10 is better than eight, but whatever. So <laughs> Quinn, who uh, is played by um, Byers, I can't think of her first name right now, um, the the girl from Empire, um, Quinn is, Quinn's character is firmly embracing her LGBTQ side and it took us on a goddamn ride. It was both obnoxious um it was a lot of, it was obnoxious as fuck, <laughs> and it, but it was funny as hell. Um, we saw her unravel <laughs> in the wildest way, um, but then at the end, you get to see her work through and like put the pieces back together. She has mommy issues, and she definitely digs into that a little bit in this season, but can I just say, Jasmine God plays the hell out of this stern Caribbean mother, Um and while I would not want her as a mother because she's toxic as hell, she is hilarious. Oh my God. Um, I like that we see a totally different side of her. It is the exact opposite of all things Whitley Gilbert. And I like her range. All right. So then there's Camille. Dear Camille. <laughs> Camille needs to get her shit together with these men. Um, she had a love triangle a bit uh, season two. And Camille is played by Megan Good. And um, I loved her and Ian together. He matured a little bit this season and that was so necessary. He still got a way to go, but last, the first season was messy as hell. Um, in this season, we got to see Camille decide that she doesn't want to be a mom. And I love that for her. 
Uh, I firmly believe in creating your own rules and path. And it does, even if it doesn't look like others, especially in a world where everyone's like, oh, uh, life isn't complete unless I'm a, I'm a mom. Girl, really? Children were not on my things to do list. It wasn't a goal for me. So if I had them, which obviously I do, I love them immensely. Great. But I was going to feel whole and complete even if I did not have them. Um, but some women actually feel like their life isn't complete with, without children. God bless. And if they feel that way about spouses too. Good luck, child. Anyway, so then there's Angie. Angie is the wild flower child. Uh, and she found love this season. Y'all, that was a storyline that we didn't see coming. We didn't necessarily need it, but it's so cute. So obviously it's not, it was not a simple adventure adventure with Angie as nothing is simple, but um, it was cute to see it unravel. Now they could have casted someone else to play this man for her. I don't know his name and I didn't even bother looking it up, but he is not cute. He doesn't even look like her type in any way. They could have found somebody taller too. But I will say he absolutely adores her. And I think it's really sweet to see someone bring out that side of her and to just love her in such a way. Um, also, funny story. So the cast was on the Sherry Shepherd's show. And Angie in real life is the exact op well, the girl who plays Angie is the exact opposite of Angie. And that is so wild to me. She's so, uh, she's way more conservative and she like is more in, introverted than extrovert. And I'm sure playing Angie for her is both exciting and exhausting because <laughs> it's such a stark contrast. Uh, anyway, then lastly, there is Ty. Ty had a lot going on. Um, at the end of the first season, she dropped a bomb on us that she was a married man. She was with she was married to a man. There we go. When she is clearly uh, a lesbian woman. Uh, and y'all, the way all of that husband drama played out this season had my mouth on the floor. It took us on a journey, one that we didn't ask to go on and definitely felt blindfolded while seated for the ride. It was wild. Now, they eventually worked through it, which was nice. But I don't know. I had my doubts there for a minute. Um, Ty is off the damn hook. She is still out here sowing her royal oats and she is not ready for a committed anything. She's living her best life though. Um, so one of the things I love so much about the show is just the sisterhood and the self-discovery. It is very much like a black sex in a, a sex in the city, but deeper. Like it's not a surface level show. They definitely get into some shit in a way that sex in the city did not. Like they talked about the men and stuff like that, but they ain't really get deep a whole lot into the characters. Um, I have not seen anything about them being renewed for a third season, but I'm ready and waiting and they deserve. Now, they intentionally left us on a motherfucking cliffhanger at the end of season two. And all I need to know is who were they talking to? I was yelling at the TV like, who, who are y'all talking about? Now, in case you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there is a massive cliffhanger and we don't know who it applies to because the girls were all sitting there together. Um, I feel like it could be any of them, honestly. I could possibly perhaps bet on one person, but I don't know. 
Now, in real life, uh, Quinn's character is pregnant by her husband and former Empire co-star. Um, but she's big, big and pregnant. So she got plenty of time to drop that baby and get back on to work um, after a nice long break before a new season comes out. So I'll have to see. Uh, what else am I watching? Girl, you. Netflix series You is back, y'all. And it is taking us on a journey. <laughs> it's always taking us on a journey. But here's what I will say about this season. It gives me first season vibes. And I like that a lot. So this is the fourth season. Um, and the third season was kind of wild with the wife and then the baby and all that other stuff. And I feel like it kind of got away from the uh, first season, which was so good. And I was sucked in. Now, this is a psychological thriller. And <sighs> these people are crazy. <laughs> Dare I say they might make you question if you crazy. These people are crazy so what they did this season was instead of giving us the entire thing they gave it to us in two parts uh, I didn't ask for that I didn't feel like that was necessary at all but somebody somehow decided that that's what they were gonna do so we got uh majority of the season when it drops and then just this week I think on the 9th so yesterday um we got part two which is only like four episodes or so um, I started watching, I have not finished, um, but it's a crazy adventure. So that part, does it really matter? It does not. All right, moving on. I also, uh, I've been watching Bel Air. So season two is back of Bel Air and, um, immediately sucked in. It's definitely given first season energy, but with good growth, um, you see the characters evolve a little bit. Um, Carlton is finding his way and trying to get his black card back. Um, one of the dope things about this season so far is Tatiana Ali guest appears in the season and it's so cute to see the OG Ashley Banks with the new Ashley Banks. Um, she plays a professor, which is fitting, fitting for the series. Um, and, and for her character too, like I could totally see Ashley growing up and actually being a professor. Um, so as they've done with the first season, we get a new season every Thursday um, and Bel Air airs on Peacock. So I've already watched the newest um, episode. It was spectacular. So if you have not, do get caught up. All right. So 911 and 911 Lone Star are back. Um, so after the winter break, 911 Lone Star always comes back first. Now we are seven episodes in, still just as good as ever. And then the regular 911 just returned on March 6th. So not too long ago, which is how they do it. Um, and in typical fashion, it's a lot going on, uh, a good, a good going on, um, but a lot nevertheless. Um, I also watched the Netflix, it's a new Netflix movie called We Have a Ghost. Um, I watched it with Babe and Nori. Um, it's about a ghost, but it's not scary. Y'all know I don't do scary because I am scary. <laughs> it's more fun than anything else, which is nice. Um, they, the family moves into a new home in a neighborhood in Chicago. And by new, I mean new to them because this house is raggedy as hell. I would never live in it, but whatever. Um, the youngest son, Kevin, finds a ghost named Ernest and he lives in the attic of this new raggedy ass house they moved in. Um, Kevin posts about his encounters with Ernest the ghost on social media and they go viral. And then the story takes a whole other turn. So they end up becoming the target of a CIA investigation. 
it's wild as hell. Um, it stars a few familiar faces and some new ones. Um, it's rated PG-13. If your child is not scary, um, they would enjoy it. Like I said, it was it was a funny movie. My daughter is 11 and she enjoyed it. And so um, that's it for what Mimi is watching. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You are appreciated. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversation, don't forget to use hashtag Mimi Said What. Until next time, cuties. I'm just saying. Mimi Said What is the perfect outlet for women with busy lives. Thank <laughs> you.